This is Scott Thompson, and you're listening to Ghoulies Unflushed. Welcome to Ghoulies Unflushed. Our special guest this week is Scott Thompson, aka Mike from Ghoulies. Uh, but before we speak to Scott, let's do the news. Well, um, the first point of topic, uh, we need to thank Fun Never Starts for our theme song, B-Day of the Dead. Um, taken from their album, Nothing's Good Ever. Uh, well, ironically, it, it is damn good, actually. This um, is very good. Yeah, it's it, very it's, good. A bit of love and care has gone into that. They're obviously fans, and from what from what oh, they yeah. tell me, you know, they they're, they're uh, they like the Ghoulies. Yeah, well, you can tell from the lyrics. I mean, anyone that anyone, anyone that's listened to this podcast should really listen to the whole tracks. It's very very apt, isn't it? It's all about Ghoulies, so it's great. It's all about Ghoulies. They they name them all Satan's Den. I think perhaps maybe they're a little bit more into the second movie than the first, but. It's very, very good. Um, the digital app, well, you can go listen to the track. Go to um, funneverstarts.bandcamp.com uh, and you can listen mm-hmm. to all the tracks there, but uh, you can also download the album digitally and on compact disc. Um, and yeah, definitely go. There's a great song actually called 180 Proof of the Afterlife, which uh, okay. I'm really, I'm a fan of that one as well. But B-Day of the Dead is the song that you want to go and have a look at. Oh, yes. Yeah, and very, very happy to have it is our theme tune. Very exciting. It almost makes you want to be a little bit better because we've yeah, got such a great I'll try opening. My best. Mm-hmm. You do try your best. We, <laughs> I think we all appreciate you're trying your best, Paul. I am too. <laughs> Thank you. You are too. Yeah, <laughs> I am too. On occasion. So, what's been happening? Um, one of the the most surprising things that happened in the last couple of weeks is yep. Faint of Heart Creations released their. Is it their first one? Their first box? Yes, it is. Yeah, it's marked as number one. Yeah. Number one, their first horror one. retro box on Ghoulies. It was limited to 50. I haven't got mm-hmm. mine yet um, because for some reason... Not? No, I haven't. No. I think I might have it tomorrow. But um, So as I haven't <laughs> got it, and Paul obviously has, perhaps you'd like to take us through exactly what's in this box. With pleasure. Yeah, I was very lucky. My box came a bit early, so I have mine already. And yeah, you can tell a lot of love has gone into this. Um, so yeah, let's run through what we've got in no particular order. There is a Ghoulies 2 pin badge and it's of Cat, uh, with the, the toy gun from the fairground. So it's a lovely little pin badge. It comes in a little blister pack as well with the Ghoulies 2 UK VHS artwork in the background. And on the back of the blister pack is also the reverse of the Ghoulies 2 uk vhs art so that looks really cool I'll, I'll probably never take it out of the blister pack to be fair because it looks cool just like that is that the same badge uh what's the what's one of the there's been a couple of companies recently have done um some ghoulies swag they've done some t-shirts and stuff haven't they uh, yeah. what was the, you and i bought the same t-shirt from one place what was that yeah and that name completely escapes me cavity <laughs> colors was it cavity, cavity colors? colors it's cavity colors yeah now is that badge the same as the one that cavity colors released i don't know because I'm sure they released. <laughs> I know a, they did. I know they did a fish goody one, didn't they? 
they did a fish ghoulie that pops out of the toilet, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought they this did a cat like a... ghoulie as well. Okay. I would have thought if that was from Cavity Colours, they probably would have had something on the packaging somewhere to yeah, there's state no that. Colours logo or name on there. It probably isn't there. Um, yeah, probably. It's similar, though. It might be similar, maybe. Yeah, yeah. But it's, it's, it's the shot of him with the gun from the fairground. So there's that, which is very cool. I wonder what made them pick the um, um a UK artwork. I'll have to ask him. You, you... Yeah. <laughs> I'm very happy that they picked the UK artwork. Are you artwork laughing cause... at the fact I keep interrupting you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, cu- I'm curious. I'm just like, uh, I mean, it, this is a Texan company and they've got the UK yep. artwork. Either. I mean, I, I'm not sure whether or not this was produced exclusively by them or it's by someone else and they've put it in their box. You know, kind of like you get like horror boxes and stuff and... There's a few of them which mm-hmm. have been around and gone out of business, and it's very much like that in that respect. Yeah, you might you must source these bits from other companies. So, also, yeah, also because it's the Goonies, the UK artwork, it says they'll get yours in the end. And wasn't that UK only? I think so. Yeah, because I think the American art was they'll get you in the end again. Yeah, and obviously Goonies is a different meaning, isn't it, over here compared to what it is in America? Yes. And that's in the English dictionary. You can look that up now. It, it says it means testicles. <laughs> so your favourite film is about testicles. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what, what's next? Also in this amazing box was a holographic sticker set. So these are about the size of the stickers you used to get in football sticker albums, Panini sticker albums, if everyone knows what that is. Okay, I'm not. Okay, sure I, I'm not, UK I, thing or not. It pro- not only is it a UK thing, but I'm not sporty in the slightest. So when you say okay. football, panini, no, I have no clue. So let's say so something that may, most people would have collected, perhaps maybe like garbage pal kids. Are we talking that size? Yeah, we're yeah, talking about yeah, collector card size. size. The little cards, but these are these are stickers, like peelback stickers, uh, yeah. holographic. So they're really cool. There's you know there's shiny silver background, uh, and there's four of them. So you have a Ghoulies one with the traditional art of fish popping out of the toilet. Ghoulies 2 with the American artwork this time. Uh, so they'll get you in the end again. Oh, hang on a minute. The UK artwork. So the first one is the UK artwork? No, no. The first one's the American artwork. Oh, I'm sorry. Ghoulies okay. 1. Yeah. But the Ghoulies 2 sticker is using the American artwork. The pin badge uses the UK art of Ghoulies 2, but the sticker is the American art of Ghoulies 2. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, That's what I thought it was. And there's a Ghoulies Free, Ghoulies Go to College sticker, uh, which uses the American art of the the Ghoulies with the, uh, I don't know what you call them, but the hats that you wear when you graduate from college. Yeah, the graduation gowns. I don't know. Yeah, the graduation gown, the little hats that you throw, that everyone throws in the air. Yeah. Uh, And then you've got the Ghoulies 4 as well. So they've even included Ghoulies 4. Um, again, that is American art on that one. Um, it's one you don't see so often, actually. It's the, uh, it's the one with the, the lady in the spandex, uh, sort of coming through a doorway and on the right hand side of the two goodies, uh, sort of on top of each other. It's the scene from the film when they're like, they're looking around the corner trying to find oh, yeah. Jonathan or Jonathan's apartment. That, that was the, the, the American original video art. Original American one. Yeah. So that's really cool. Uh, there's also a Ghoulies fridge magnet, which uses some art I've never seen before. It's like, uh, I don't know who the artist is, uh, but it's like a little scary version of fish Ghoulie popping out of some water uh, with a, a Ghoulies, with the word Ghoulies behind it. Uh, very different artwork. 
Uh, looks really cool. I'm going to skip. I don't want to skip ahead too much, but that's the same art that's on the T-shirt, right? In the box. Yes, it is. Yep. I was okay, just so the, to that. the I know you're just coming <laughs> to that. So the the title artwork they've used, they've used the Ghoulies title um, when MGM re-released it a while ago. That's right. Yeah, yeah. It looks very similar to that. Yeah. Yeah. Not the actual uh, the design of the Ghoulie. That's that's original. No, but no. The actual that, that's the, original, the sort of the font that they've the, used. The font. The font. Yeah. Um, so that's really cool, Fridge Magnet. And yes, there is a T-shirt as well um, with the same artwork on. Um, I went for medium myself. Uh, so <laughs> you got a T-shirt. What's it? Why have you got to say I went for medium? <laughs> I don't know. Did you just like say, oh, well, I'm I'm thin. Well, it's, like, it's good to know you can choose a size. When you order it, you can choose what size T-shirt you'd like. So it's not just a random size thrown in there. Yeah, I that know. is true. That is true. I mean, I... I I bought a basket case limited edition set and you didn't get any choice on the t-shirt. I just got a, a large one or oh. it might be even been extra large. So I'll never wear it, but it looks cool. But this one, yeah, you choose your size. So you're going to, you're going to wear it, which is not, and I'm actually wearing mine right now. We also have a Ghoulies go to college. Uh, well, I call it a plastic cup, but it's like a, like a little tankard, like a plastic tankard, uh, a drinking cup in a nice fetching green color with the Ghoulies free, you just go to college uh, logo on it, which looks really cool, and obviously not something you'd ever expect to see. But there it is. No, that's a bit. That's a bit random, and that's an. I, I noticed someone bit random. said that's what did, I like about it. It is random. Someone mentioned that it. It wouldn't have been anything promo. Someone said it might have been something like a promotional thing from back in the day. It looks. It looks very much like that's what it is, but I don't think it is because it looks too new. Maybe like a hark back to the warehouse. Yeah, it looks exactly like the sort of thing you'd get in a video store. Back in the day when you were promoting films, I remember when I worked at Blockbuster, we used to get things like this mm. randomly thrown in our deliveries, T-shirts, key rings and mugs and etc. So it oh, looks cool. exactly like that. Well, I don't think it is. I think it's like a replica of one of those. But that's very cool. Are you going to use it or are you just going to keep it as a display piece? Um, I'll probably <laughs> keep it as a display piece, to be fair. Or I might I might use it as a drink when we do these podcasts, maybe. Oh, yeah, often, you go. You often have to yeah. drink, yeah. And moving on to a really cool piece in this box is a fish ghouly action figure. So this is roughly, it's, no, it's, the backing card is roughly the size of the, the retro action figures. Do you remember those? Yeah. Yeah, but the actual figure itself is a lot bigger. It's kind of almost like a Star Wars figure size, you know, the old 80s ones. What's that, like four inches or something? Yeah, probably. Actually, is there a size on the packaging? There isn't a size. Yeah, yeah, it's probably around four inches, maybe. Um, and it's fish ghoulie stood up. Looks really good, actually. Pretty good detail as well. It's even got his um, all around him and behind him as well. He's got his uh, fish, I want to say scales, but that's not the right word, all down his back. Looks really cool. Uh, he stood up as well. His legs are quite long. I think some people have commented on that, but that doesn't bother me. He's just stood there looking really good. And the detail's brilliant. Um, and there is a little mini poster rolled up in there as well which I haven't taken out because it's kind of tied to the packaging, as is Fish Gooley. But interestingly, you can actually open the blister pack, the little plastic bit around Fish Gooley, without breaking open the packaging. It kind of pops off. So if you want like a better look at him, it's easy to do, which is really cool. And you've I got the nice that, artwork. Yeah. yeah, they call it Psycho Slashes, this one. It's like a Psycho Slashes series. Again, it's got that Gooley's font from the MGM re-release. And it's also got the art from that as well, um, with a fish ghoulie coming out of the toilet. 
And on the back, you have a little description of Fish Ghoulie and what his role is in three of the movie uh, Ghoulie's films. And it even lists his victims. So I want to tell you, I want you to tell me, Graham, if this is accurate. Oh, according to this, he had two. He killed two people. What in the first movie? Yes, Mark. Yeah. And who was the other person? Uh, Mariska Hargitay. Donna. Donna, that's it, yeah. Yeah, and they're both listed as mauled to, de- to death. That's true. I so mean, that's pretty cool. You did mention the legs being perhaps a little bit long. Yeah. I'm not sure if that's true. But I mean, you don't really see this. There's not much leg, you know, move, you know, stuff going on in the movie with, with Fish in the Goody. first. Do you, do you even see his legs in the first one? Well, there's a couple of pictures of him, you know, with his legs out. And um, they're not tiny. They're not like little ET eggs no. or anything. I mean, they are. Yeah, he yeah. does have legs. Obviously, Ghoulies too. You see his legs a lot more. But I yeah, think yeah. Ghoulies the first one. I don't think you really do. Yeah. Not not a huge amount. Also on the back is the uh, the Faint of Heart Creations logo, and this is actually listed as figure number two in the slasher in the Psycho Slasher series. So number one is Jason Voorhees. So I presume they've released that one already. Obviously not as a horror box, but as a figure. Yeah. Uh, and there's figure number three with a question mark on it. So. I'd be interested to see who that's going to be. Yeah, well, they they did a really nice um, uh, figure of Goretta Goretta from Demons. And again, oh, really? it wasn't... It's actually available on the website still. I think it's like $50 or something. But that looks... That's amazing. Not part of a box, yeah, just yeah, on its yeah. own. But that's really, really nice too. Um, and then finally, this one's numbered. So like you said, there was only 50 of these made. Uh, I happen to have number three of 50. So that's pretty cool. And... There was one more item in the box, which is the item I was probably most excited for. Uh, and that is a Ghoulies inflatable. So if you're like a diehard Ghoulies fan, you probably know they released inflatables to promote the films in video stores when they came out. Um, so this one, it, obviously it's not an original. It's like a, a replica, like a, a love letter to the originals, but it's very good. And it's, it's a lot bigger than what I thought it was going to be, actually. Um, I did put a picture of me holding it up and it's probably the site probably almost as big as my waist up so it's a very it's a big piece it took mm. a bit of effort to blow it up to puff it up with my with myself yeah exactly yeah <laughs> so it took me probably longer than others but now it looks really really cool um it's that it's obviously the toilet with fish gooey popping out and it looks amazing it looks really good uh, no leaks or anything and it's got a little hook on top of it so you can hang it from your ceiling if you want to it even comes with a little bit of rope as well uh, and like you so pointed out it's got these cute little feet on the bottom of the toilet mm. <laughs> and all of that stuff was just $100 which I think is a bargain it is a bargain especially when you look at the figure just the, even the figure itself you know recently we've seen similar figures go for a lot more than that, for just the figure itself. So when you're mm. getting all of this stuff for $100, I think it's a bargain and, yeah, very cool. Although you can you can get the set Sans the Inflatable for $40. Yes, $40, which is incredible value. Yeah, <laughs> which is what I did yeah. because I didn't need the Inflatable. Yeah. Well, some of us did. You know, you probably already got the original. So <laughs> I did have the original, but again, it was... I've never, it had, was, it... I've never had the original and... When they do appear on eBay, they go for silly, silly money now, don't they? A lot of them are... I don't know how you fix an inflatable now, but the one I had just kept going down and uh, I got a bit fed up of it. Happy to report this one's puncture-free so far. Well, we've, 
because it's nice <laughs> and new. I mean, it's, this is a, yeah. it's not a it's not a replica of the original inflatable, but it's a throwback to that. Said, it's a love letter. It's a love letter to the originals, to the to the ones they released. Yeah, but yeah, brilliant. I love that. Hundred dollars or forty dollars without the inflatable is a is an absolute bargain. So. It is. I guess by the time you guys are listening to this, they're probably sold out. But if not, you should check it out, faintofheartcreations.com, because they are well worth picking up. Well, they're limited to 50. And yeah. I think, I mean, he was wor- sold well over half in the first, you know, couple of days. So um, yeah, fingers yeah. crossed. I'm not surprised. I hope, yeah, I hope he sells out. And, hey, we, we might even get another Goody's one. That'd be cool. Ooh. He could do yeah. a Goody's 2 one. Well, I suppose he's done a bit wow. from Goody's 2. Yeah, That's yeah. the, I didn't want to interrupt your, um, you know, you when you're in your stride of talking about this stuff, but uh, when you did mention the figure had the the little kind of spine on the back, yeah, part of spine. Part, I said I stay in scales, and uh, half of me did go, oh, but he's not got a spine in the first movie. <laughs> not not that it matters. I mean, you know, uh, but I, I thought I thought that that, that fish Goody figure looked very much like the. Uh, the screenshot of when he actually came out the toilet in the film. That head yeah, looks the face. The look perfect. on the face, especially. Yeah, he's definitely nailed the likeness. Definitely nailed the likeness of Fish. So, what? We've got any more news? I mean, that's yeah, a we've lot got loads of news. Of news. <clears throat> I was just, re- I was just wow. having a sip of my drink and, and reading what I'd written down. Um, yeah. Well, what about the? Um, let's let's talk about the icons and legends of Hollywood auctions, which happen on the twelfth and thirteenth oh. of November. Because y- you were you were thinking about possibly yeah. putting a bid in for these things. Um, I mean, you, you're almost talking the ho- a holy grail of Gooley's collections, maybe. It could be. It's for pretty me, close. it's kind of a holy grail. So if you could say to yourself, what one thing would you want from any of the Gooley's movies, like any yeah. prop? Mm-hmm. I think one of these would be high up there. It is for me. Well, um, yeah. yeah uh, on, on, <laughs> on, what's it called? Icons and Legends of Hollywood Auctions. Uh, yep. They've got the um, they've got the demonic toilet from Gooley's Go to College, and what looks like at least one of the hero puppets of Fish Gooley, and it's incredible, incredible, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the toilet, just you know, even just the toilet itself looks amazing. It's obviously the exact one from the film, and that for me would be a uh, like a grail item to own. Fish Gooley is not in the best of shape, is he? He's lost He's his not. hands. He's a bit. He looks very brittle. Obviously, I guess that's what happens to them but he looks still looks incredibly cool he does and i would love to have the money to be able to to get that without putting myself bankrupt or into serious debt <laughs> <laughs> well that that's the problem when it when you when it comes to you know props from horror movies the latex stuff isn't going to work or it isn't going to mm-hmm. last too long but obviously i think the toilet was made did it say resin and wood yeah yeah, so, so I, I guess it's a wood good. frame with with a resin mm. kind of facade, you know, yeah. uh, surrounding it, and that looks almost as it did in the film. Yeah. Now a lot of this stuff, from what I have been told by someone in the know, um, apparently a lot of this stuff because this was up for auction how long ago? Sometime la, sometimes maybe early this year, I think. Either uh, early this, no, I tell you what, I think it was maybe think it was this last time year. last year. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I think it was this time last year. And it didn't sell. Didn't sell, no. No. And we didn't know about it at all, did we, until after. Not that it mattered, because it, it was actually up for more at that time as well, wasn't it? Was it? Yeah, it was. What, the expected um, price? Yeah, the expected price. The, like, the starting price was more than what it, the starting price was this time around. What's it this time? It's it's two to 3000 Yeah, to start the starting price, the minimum bid is $2,000. Okay. And that's for both. That's a toilet and the ghoulie. That's for both, yeah. That, that is for both of them. Obviously, it doesn't include fees, shipping, 
whatever other stuff they would hammer on there. Mm-hmm. So by our calculations, I think you're going to be paying at least double the bidding price or the, the winning price, aren't you? I'd imagine, especially if you're from the UK or from somewhere outside of America. I've, uh, have you got the address in case anyone does want to bid? Because <laughs> that's the one thing uh, I neglected to write California. down. I know it's in California. Yeah, no, no. I mean, I mean, I mean what's, what's the web address of the auction house? Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm in the address to go and see it. There is a viewing <laughs> address on there. Oh, right, yeah. Um, I don't have it to hand, but it, it does come up if you Google it. I think I Googled Goody's Toilet Auction, and it kind of okay. comes up on Google. It was The original one was available through barnabies.co.uk, wasn't it? That's how we originally found it. Was it? Oh, I don't remember. Um, you remember more than me with this stuff then, I don't Yeah, know. yeah, that was, that was through <laughs> barnabies.co.uk and it kind of linked through to the American one. Oh, uh, okay. Um, but yeah, I have, yeah, this one you can you can find, if you Google Goody's Toilet Auction, it does come up. Yeah. Or we've posted about it on the Goody's Unflushed Facebook page. Oh, so yeah. just go there and scroll through and you'll find a link. Um, hopefully it goes to a Goody's fan. Yeah. And they can take some pictures and they can share this stuff. Actually, cause, because especially the toilet itself, You've mm-hmm. never, I've never seen such a good shot of the toilet, you know, because it's usually no. from the front or someone's sitting on it. So to, yeah. to actually have to, to see the whole thing, at least via one side, that's nice to see. At least then you could turn around and say, I could possibly make a replica of this, you know. Maybe gets, maybe pay someone to make it out of porcelain and really use it. I mean, you could probably use the prop. It was used in the film. They, they flushed it, didn't they? I don't think they... Well... I'm guessing it hasn't got the right connection on the back to put a uh, pan connector on it, etc. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I don't think there was actually any shots of it actually flashing. There was, you know, water in it and bubbles and, and smoke, but I don't yeah, think it was flushed, actually... They flushed... Uh, his name escapes me down there. Oh. Um, the lucky guy that's with um, Veronica. Wesley. Yeah, what is his name? Wesley. Oh, yeah. Wesley. <laughs> yeah, but he, they flushed him down the toilet, but you didn't see any water. Did you not? I'm sure it was no, just, around. He, no, you just saw him kind of like going into the toilet, which obviously wasn't a real toilet. <laughs> <laughs> so, Why do they all use it if it wasn't a real toilet? I mean, he sat well, quite a bit, Wesley. Well, yeah, but you know, yeah, but he wasn't. They, you can't actually <laughs> physically push someone down a real toilet. <laughs> it would have been a fake one. Um, right. What I was going to say, actually, um, yep. I was told that a lot of these props and things, because uh, I was alerted to that the Ghoulies three props being up for auction again by um, a friend of mine, Stephen, who uh, is a big Creepshow fan. And it's the right. same house that's uh, that's um, got like the old Chief Woodenhead suit and that kind of stuff up from Creepshow too. Yeah. So he yeah. found it and sent it my way again. And he says that a lot of this stuff, uh, he's been told, sat in, now, what was it, a Planet Hollywood, right? Planet Hollywood, and I, yeah, I can back you up on that because I, I saw a discussion on a movie props Facebook page uh, for uh, it was an axe from The Shining, uh, one okay. of the one of the hero props from that, mm. uh, and they said the exact same thing. It was um, this was from Planet Hollywood in Nevada, in Vegas, the right. exact one. Even mm. I think even the pictures used, people recognised it being on the wall in um, Planet Hollywood there. So this is more than likely just sat in a basement of Planet Hollywood for, for however long they've, uh, yeah, you know. I can't imagine it was ever on display in a Planet Hollywood, not Ghoulies. Well, it might That's have been, actually. So they do get some random stuff. I've been to a few, several Planet Hollywoods. I don't know about yourself. Uh, I've been. I've only been to the one in London, and uh, I recall oh, really? they had uh, they had a, a Freddy glove up from Nightmare on Elm yeah. Street 6, mm-hmm. uh, Freddy's Dead, and they had it labelled as, like, Nightmare on Elm Street. 
and instantly yeah. pissed me off because it's on this. <laughs> so I imagine if they did put this up somewhere or if it was ever up anywhere, they would have probably had it just labelled as from Ghoulies. Yeah, I would imagine so, yeah. yeah. Um, well, although we can't buy the, uh, at least you and I can't at the moment, mm-hmm. buy an original prop from uh, Ghoulies Go to College, yeah. uh, William Butler um, is uh, currently create. well, Jeff Farley made them. Did we talk about this on the yeah. first episode? I think we did. Okay, so these little we statues that he's... mentioned it. Did we briefly mention it? Uh, he's create, uh, Jeff Farley's created these little statues for um, William Butler for his book release next year. Uh, mm-hmm. The book is called Tawdry Tales and Confessions of Horror's Boy Next Door. And I learned the other day that it comes <laughs> out on May 15th, uh, 2021. Anyway, so he he's had these um, little fish goody figures uh, made, and they're supposed to be part of the book launch. But I think he's, I think yeah. he's kind of... Um, selling the odd one on facebook at the moment ah, okay um I, I guess because too many people have been messaging him and going oh please billy please i want one. one yeah including please. you please yeah you can't exactly <laughs> you can't put these up paint them and say check it out without people going but 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 billy <laughs> <laughs> so i'm not i actually looked through back through the post the other day because i wanted to find out the name of the book because i forgot it and um, yeah. i think he was actually just selling one it does say who want I'll sell one, so I'm not sure how yeah, many yeah. he's selling, but I'm sure if you bother him enough, he might um he <laughs> might send, sell a few extras. So um, mm-hmm. he's on Facebook. I'm sure you can message him on there and ask if you can grab one of his ghoulies. <laughs> Only one of them. <laughs> Only one of them. <laughs> um, so you want to know about the really interesting thing I found out about an hour before we started recording? I think all of that's been really interesting, but yeah, there's something even more interesting than definitely. This is interesting. Well, obviously, you know, last episode we did uh, the uh, the ghoulies kind of dis- dissection, dissection, dissection. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I, uh, I've always, I've never really, I've always been rather dubious in trusting the release dates on the BBFC website. Yeah. Okay. Okay. In fact, until until recently, when um, I got that uh, ghoulies two uh, video poster. Yep. And it was, and it, it kind of corresponded with the date. Um, that the BBFC uh, said that Ghoulies Two is released. Mm-hmm. I kind of, I, you know, I, after after kind of years of me kind of like going, oh, I don't think it's right, but it probably is. Mm-hmm. It's you know, it's yeah, just yeah. me being awkward. So anyway, um, so I and we also spoke last week because I always take, I always talk about the fact that I take nineteen eighty five as the release of Ghoulies, right? And you eighty four because up until this point, Uh-oh. up until this point, <laughs> uh, we 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 were kind of under the impression that it was likely released uh, in late eighty four. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. I was I was on uh, uh, eBay looking for old film magazines to find to see if I could find any kind of trace of Ghoulies' actual release. Yep. And I didn't, but <laughs> I'll get to it in a minute. I didn't, but I did find out in um, what was it? It was in an October '87 issue of Film Review, um, which is an English I used film to get that week, magazine uh, monthly. A long time. Yeah, ago, used to kid, get it when I was a kid. It was one of the- one yeah, of my yeah. first subscription yeah oh cool okay well i'd never really i'd never really known about it mm. um because i'm so much younger than you are yeah and um uh anyway so this this october 87 issue of film review makes it states that ghoulies 2 hits video on october 29th okay. 1987 wow right so, right okay so but we thought or at least i thought it, we, we, it was it was likely to be the 22nd of september 1987 which isn't true. That's what is listed on the BBFC website. Right. right? So what I always suspected mm-hmm. 
these aren't the release dates. These are the these are the when they were granted a certificate. Ah, okay, yeah, right. So then I thought I started thinking. Well, you know what? I always thought Ghoulies, the first Ghoulies was released in '85, uh, and I never took the '84 date, but you know, I kind of gave in. So anyway, so I thought, you know what? I'm going to look at. I've got an old um, uh, Screen International magazine up in the loft ah. with a huge um, entertainment in schedule. not in video, but an entertainment. No, not a schedule. It's like a post. It's like a big kind of ad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, full page thing. Mm-hmm. It's got like trances on it and other things, you know. Yeah. And it says there, and this is for this is from February 9th to sixteenth, nineteen eighty five, right? Ooh. And all it says is, um, it says, what's it say? It says basically, it says, um, <laughs> four great spring releases. Okay. Okay, spring. from entertainment, not entertainment in video. Yes, yeah, spring. Yeah. It's entertainment, mm-hmm. like actual theatrical releases. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So not only does has, does, it, does it appear that Ghoulies Two came out on October twenty ninth, two days before Halloween. Yeah. 1987, we could mention that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's got it's got to mean in that sense that it that, you know although the um the certificate was given on the 9th of November 1984, it didn't come out until what spring some point 1985. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, does that make sense? Yeah, to you? it does. Yeah, it does. So I'm right. <laughs> of course you are. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I still don't know the actual date. Well, the UK, release. and I'm kind of trying. Yeah. I mean, the American release, that's fine. It's, you know, there's, 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 um, there's newspaper articles and things that you can find. I mean, they kept track of it in, in, in the US. Yeah. But the UK, there was just no, you know, they didn't, they didn't, they didn't. No old newspaper clipping of. No, 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 no I can find. Interesting. Mm. I've got an old uh, Screen International magazine as well, funny enough. Yeah, they're big, aren't they? Very big. Yeah. Lots of pages. But, um, mine's got the, uh, that Ghoulies page in it. With the uh, the girl talking to the ghoulies. Um, really? And it's got the 20-minute promo reel, you know, the slash cross. And it's actually the can, it's a Cannes Film Festival special, and it said screen, screening in the Olympia Room. And that was, <sighs> that's, it's got the dates as well. That's yeah. March 84. Right. So the 20-minute promo reel was being screened in, I think, it's, is it March or is it May? I've got it anyway. It's either March or May. Um, so... Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah. Right. So they'd, they'd have finished. They'd have finished filming by that point then. Yeah, because they finished in what early eighty four. Yeah, I wonder why. They, I'd love to see that twenty minute promo reel. Yeah, must exist somewhere. Do you think? Do you? Yeah. Do you think it's just like the tw- like the first twenty minutes of the movie, or do you think they've actually put like a hit reel together or something? Mm, I'll take a guess. It's a hit reel. I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? You know when they used to do like eight millimeter uh, or like super eight versions of movies. Mm-hmm. And uh, but obviously, because they could only fit them on one little reel, they used to cut them down yeah. to like twenty-three minutes or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it wouldn't it be, it'd be wouldn't it be great if it was something like that? Yeah, yeah. it must still be out there somewhere. You know, well, if if if, uh, if Charlie Band hasn't got it, I suppose the only other person who could have it was uh, would be like Cans. Mm. I don't know if they they've got like a warehouse of all old stuff somewhere. Maybe, yeah, maybe. Shall we bring our guest on? I think we really should do. Yeah. I think we really should. I'm very excited for this one. Oh well, who isn't? Well, um, I'm, I'm very excited for any guest. But yeah, this one. This You're is just a happy cool when one. the milkman comes to the door, aren't you? Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> this week's special guest needs absolutely no introduction, but I'm going to give him one anyway. Scott Thompson first came to attention as Arnold in Fast Times at Ridgemont High, soon followed by Chad Copeland in Police Academy 1, 3, and 4. But amidst fondly remembered 80s classics like Johnny Dangerously, The Count Trip, and Robocop, Scott made a name for himself in the horror genre with such classics as Parasite, Frightmare, and of course, Ghoulies. 
Scott has amassed a career full of characters that elicit both humor and heart, and whose charisma and exuberance on screen has led to a legion of fans. So please welcome fan favorite and cult hero, Scott Thompson. Hey. <laughs> well, I'm very humble and flattered at the same Welcome. time. Thank you. <laughs> Before we get on to Ghoulies, um, I, I'm kind of interested to hear about your cinematic origin, Scott. I mean, where did this all begin for you? Well, it, you know, uh, I had, had gone to uh, drama school in New York, and um, my first audition, uh, I I got the job. So <laughs> kind of <laughs> threw me when when uh, things didn't work out as nicely after that. But that <laughs> job was, um, I was on an off-Broadway production of Macbeth with Christopher Walken. And so um, that kind of uh, set me on a journey. And I I was always a big uh, film buff. And uh, I found that theater, however thrilling it was to perform live, and, you know, with the, you know, travel the arc and the storyline from beginning to end, um, I really wanted to, uh, really wanted to get into film. And so, uh, I moved back to Los Angeles. That's uh, where I'm from anyway. And, um, hmm. I don't know, the usual route with trying to find an agent. And, uh, you know, and back then it was a little easier and, uh, there was a market for, uh, Young, younger actors, you know, it's, uh, they had opened up all that. It, it used to be like, you know, even into the sixties, you had uh, <laughs> all these actors trying to play, you know, they're in the thirties and they're trying to play 17. <laughs> and so anyway, with the event of TV and all that, things got a little more realistic and which was good for me because I was young at the time and. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it had uh, it had served me well for a bit, and it's what kind of launched me into this uh, insane journey. How how did uh, appearing in Smokey and the Bandit come about? Oh, you know what? Um, I'm sorry to say, and I have to find out how to remove that. I oh. <laughs> that's not my credit. Evidently, okay. there was another rogue Scott Thompson <laughs> <laughs> in that, and. Um, yeah, people ask me about that, and I, you know, I kind of give them that dog look with a question mark, and it's like, oh, no, no, that wasn't me. Okay. <laughs> it's funny because I've I've watched this I've watched the scene numerous times, and there's three kids on a car, and one of them you don't really get to see uh, his face, and I just kind of think, well, it's not the other two guys. This has got to be Scott, but um, that's interesting to know it wasn't. You. <laughs> yeah, um, it's interesting. Three guys. In a car, <laughs> that was that was my uh, I had a brief bit in Foxes where I was with a couple of guys screaming right. out some um, lascivious things to the girls as they walked. <laughs> 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 anyway, a lot of the parts that you've been in have been quite often sort of surrounded by sort of ensembles in many ways, and uh, you always seem to rise to the top in this sense. Um, one of which is Police Academy. Um, what immediately comes to mind when someone just mentions Police Academy to you? Oh, well, um, it depends on... First thought. <laughs> well, it, it depends on how they they ask, you know. <laughs> you know <laughs> if they're curling up their fists, you know, I walk away. <laughs> <laughs> but if they have a smile on their face, then I'm happy to, you know, 
Um, yeah, I love it. I mean, it's just I'm I'm always I'm always surprised that it, it has such a great fan base, and um, I think it still holds up, you know. And uh, I don't know. I I'm 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 flattered actually, you know. Yeah. Um, it's it's nice. Uh, there was one time I I was back in the day when there was actually video stores and with Blockbuster. Uh, I was searching in vain to find some entertainment, and uh, and I was being stalked by this guy. <laughs> I would go down one aisle, and you know he would he would follow me, and I, you know he's he and he kind of looked menacing, and I I I don't know, I just uh, he finally you know got practically in my face and said, "I want to ask you something," and it's <laughs> like, ah, okay. Why are you so crazy? <laughs> and, uh, um, and and then he laughed and went, and I laughed and I went, oh okay, so he's he's not threatening me. And, uh, <laughs> so you never know what you're gonna get when people walk up to you, you know, you know, with you know, sometimes you can tell they have that look in their eye and it's like, oh, okay, should I be nervous or or grateful? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that guy was Steve Gutenberg then. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> no, he looked more like Bubba Smith. Uh, okay. <laughs> which which of the series um, did you enjoy working on the most? Obviously, you're in three of them. Um, well, well, I would have to say the first one because it was all fairly new and fresh. And uh, yep. I got to tell you, I mean, we and it was such a big ensemble and. Uh, for many of us, this was our first time filming on location. So it's like they, they all shipped us out to like comedy camp. You know? yeah. <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and, you know, we, we got along famously. Everyone was just uh, funny in their own way. And yeah. uh, the energy was just very, very positive because we were so happy to, to work. Mm-hmm. For one thing, and it was a fun show, and uh, we loved the director Hugh Wilson, who was just um, who really added to the screenplay, and he yeah. he brought a lot to it with uh, a certain panache, and um, and he's probably the most funniest person. Right. Know. Yeah. He's yeah. the wittiest one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The films are all they're all obviously very funny. Was it? always fun and games on the set or was there sort of serious times as well there was one day that you know was sort of later on in the day and um and hugh the director got a little cross because we we were getting kind of punchy and you know the sun was going down we had to get the shot <laughs> and um he uh he admonished us you know you know we're all in formation we're hot and sweaty and all that and and that was the only time I, I really ever, you know, experienced him going off, you know. Yeah. But, at, you know, he, but after he yelled at us, one of us, I think it was Bruce Mahler, said, you know, it, it could be your coffee, Hugh. <laughs> 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 and, you know, we, we couldn't help it. And even Hugh laughed, you know, so that broke the yeah. tension, you know. What's, what's the role that you get recognized more for out in the street? Um... Gee, I would guess I would guess Fast Times, mm. um, uh, because 
my hair is usually longer than when it was in police academy. <laughs> <laughs> but I would say that in, in, in police academy. I was uh, shooting Robocop, and I know obviously you're in that famous scene, and do you kind of wish it was you that maybe got shot in the dick? that's funny because uh in the script i mean i was hired to play the guy who gets shot okay but it was a matter of logistics which i didn't quite understand i was a little pissed off yeah but what you know just logic wise you needed the taller guy for it to work you know because he's he's holding her um, you know, so it was, it was more of a visual thing. Yeah. And, um, so, you know, I eventually got over it. <laughs> Actually, I, I'm, I'm kind of glad it worked that way because, uh, after, you know, when, when Peter Robo guy, um, <laughs> says you're, mo- you're a move punk, I, I managed to just put a button on it by, you know, backing up and, and stumbling. <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, so that was a nice little end to the scene, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, I mean, you've been you've been in the business now for like more than four decades. What's the what's the weirdest or most memorable onset experience? You know, what's what's some dirt that you can dish? Uh oh, gee, <laughs> I'm not prepared for that. Um, <laughs> God, I have to get back to you on that one. But what I can, <laughs> what I can say is just. Um, yeah, now this is going to be boring, but, um, you know, Police Academy, there were just so many wonderful moments. And, you know, especially the Blue Oyster Bar scene. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it, uh, the wardrobe guy brought all of his friends <laughs> <laughs> to play the extras in the bar, aside from uh, the two professional ballroom dancers that we danced with. But, mm. um, and they brought their own wardrobe. So they, they were kind of the real deal. You know? <laughs> and um, so I just found that kind of interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and they, they had to put a lot of smoke on the set, to, you know, and create that, you know, bar-like atmosphere. And, um, and it, it got really smoky. And Hugh had, uh, was isolating different shots of... Uh, all the badasses in, in leather. And this one particular guy who was like the tallest, you know, toughest looking guy. Uh, he, he was just, you know, shooting a close up on him. And, um, and then he yelled cut. And then this big guy, you know, <laughs> in the most, um, uh, well, just very feminine high voice said, Oh, this is like a barbecue. Everything <laughs> 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 just died. It's just died. Is that, you know, a little small voice coming out of the big guy? It's hysterical. <laughs> anyway, I'm, you know, when this is over, I'm going to think, oh, I should have said, oh, there's another story. Oh. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I like it that just, one. Uh, and Fast Times was wonderful because Amy, God bless her, Wonderful director. Um, she always would bring me in to scenes that I, I would, you know, you know that I wouldn't be in the script in. But she, I was like the cut to guy if she needed, you know, anticipated, you know, needing another cut or something. She gave me some business, and uh, so 
That was quite wonderful. And I, you know, I had to be on my toes with that, as you never know. <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, Twister was was uh, pretty wild because uh, we're out in the middle of nowhere, and um, but the director Jan Dumont always wanted Helen, Helen and Bill's team close by, well, in case uh, you know he wanted to use us in the background or something like that. Meanwhile, Carrie Elway's team, the bad guy team, um, mm. had a lot of time on their hands, and they were just so discontented <laughs> because, you know, they were just sitting around. And, and they, they, they didn't quite understand why, you know, they asked me why I was so happy. <laughs> and I said, well, gee, I don't know. I'm making a lot of money. I get paid to take a nap. <laughs> you know? And uh, yeah, I'm a Spielberg movie, so you know, what is there to complain about? I actually read once that um uh the Bill uh Paxton had a um an idea, a storyline for a, a sequel to Twister that he was trying to get off the ground. Oh and, yeah, uh, he had a he had a wonderful idea and he was trying to flush out. And uh, in the sequel, he and Helen have kind of gotten back together again. Or maybe I, or I don't know, maybe one of them had custody of their adolescent daughter, and the daughter is just a natural, and she's following Bill and Helen into their vocation. And um, meanwhile, uh, the mother of all Twisters is is coming to town, <laughs> and from Bill's perspective and his knowledge. Um, it's following the same path of the great tri-state tornado in, in 1925. Anyway, so um, we're dealing, you know, they're dealing with that, but the uh, the daughter um, kind of uh, plays, you know, she she wants to be involved, so she sneaks out of the house and she winds up in danger, of course. Anyway, that that was the bare bones of it all. Yeah. Bill and I, in fact, uh, we flew into St. Louis and rented this great big ass red convertible Cadillac and um, and followed the trail of the tornado to to get ideas and um, and at the time there had been a big storm that fell like all these ancient oak trees. So we're kind of living through the devastation <laughs> while we're trying to uh, create it, you know, in our heads. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, that didn't get off the ground. And I don't know, they're always talking about, uh, you know, making a sequel or something. But uh, who knows? God I'm knows surprised they didn't. Right for it because of just all the craziness Mother Nature is throwing us right now, you know. Yeah. Well, not just that, but it made a, it made a hell of a lot of money. I mean, that was that made four hundred ninety four million at the worldwide box office, which which now for inflation, that's about eight hundred million. Wow! So it's a no brainer, really. Yeah. Well, at least it was. Great eye candy, you know. <laughs> I know a lot of people have problems with the plot and all that, but my God, the effects were so wonderful. Yeah. What the hell? Did you ever get to go on the ride at Universal Studios, Twister? No, that's that's <laughs> in Florida. Um, yeah. and I think Bill made, did the commentary for it. Yeah, is that still there? 
no, it's it's gone now. It, uh, it's only it's only recent years it closed down. It's been replaced by something else. But um, I got oh, to go on it. I really enjoyed it. Wow, that didn't last long, did it? Uh, I think it did. I think it was a lot of years it was there. But um, yeah, they replaced everything there eventually. Unfortunately. Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> gee, they they could they could have the blue oyster ride. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'd go there. Interact with the holograms. But there was there was actually a police academy ride in Italy. Really? Um, yeah, there, it was like all in Italian, but um, it was like a like a virtual cinema, and you sat in these little police cars, and they moved around, and they had the cast, but it was all Italian actors. Um, <laughs> that was pretty crazy. Well, um, uh, I think we should really get to Ghoulies because uh. That's why we're here. But, uh, no, yes, I'm sorry, I'm gearing off the subject here. Well, um, I, I think you told me before that Luca flat out offered you the role of Mike in Ghoulies, um, and pretty much said, "Do what you want." I mean, that, that that there can't be a better opportunity for an actor than that. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it was it was it was terrific, and I was so flattered that he, you know, we had worked together in movies, you know, Parasite and Frightmare together, and then when he and his partner, uh, Ryder Jeffrey, uh, offered that to me, I just thought, wow, this is incredible, you know? And um, I thought, you know, this this can be really a lot of fun. And to have that freedom and that trust, you know, immediately, it, it it's really, I don't know, it, it liberates you from any anxiety or something like that. And it, it actually emboldened me. And... And, and, you know, thinking about it later, it's like, you know, I could have even taken even wilder chances, you know, but um, <laughs> you do that anyway with every movie. So, oh, I could have done this. I could have done that. But uh, I had that luxury. And, yeah. Um, and it was a very fun, relaxed set. And, um, oh, my God. I mean, you got Jack Nance and you got uh, two little people on board and, and yeah. These greasy looking puppets, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, it's, it's a wonderful world. You know? Yeah. For me, you had some of the best lines and the best scenes in the film. So did you get to ad lib any of those or was it all? Oh, totally yeah, I, I did a lot of that. Like, you know, I mean, I don't know. It's not that, you know, it's not Shakespeare or something. Right? It just comes <laughs> from the character screwing around. That's another, you know, when you, when you play kind of a, a screw up stoner, you know, you get away with a lot, you know? Yeah. So a lot of it was just, just these crazy sort of non sequiturs or something like that. Or, you know, like making fun of the ritual, you know, because well, let's face it, there is a certain wonderful cheesiness about it. And, you know, when you, when you let the audience in sometimes, as my character would, by saying, you know, it's a movie, folks. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know? It's very liberating. It's so much fun. And uh Luca just was terrific. He he gave me he actually he gave everybody a lot of room. And once again, it's uh when a director does that it it emboldens one. Yeah. Take a little more, you know, risk and chances and, and mm-hmm. have fun. When the actors are having fun, it's it's kind of flee the audience somehow, even if it's subliminal, you know, they you pick up on it. There was, a, I mean, you mentioned that it was a fun set, um, and uh, this was another ensemble piece for the most part. Uh, and uh, I'm kind of curious, who, what kind of, what are the, what of the actors did you gel with behind the scenes, you know, between takes? 
Oh, well, it's interesting because my, I'm so, you know, I'm old, I can't remember names, but the fellow that was my buddy, um, uh, obviously when we were working, there was, there was a nice, uh, chemistry there. At least I felt it. And, um, but Toad Boy, Ralph Seymour, mm. I got to know. And, um, so we actually became friends from that. And Ralph, you know, Ralph was a, um, trained actor from New York and he, he played the lead in the play Equus on Broadway with uh, a couple, I think it might have been Anthony Hopkins and then um, uh, Tony Perkins. Um, anyway, so, you know, it's, you know, cut to years later and, you know, we're, you know, we're doing um, a wonderful, <laughs> silly horror film together. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and Mariska was sort of, she was very entertaining. Mariska Hargitay, she, um, this was her first movie, and she was very, very green. And, uh, and uh, you know, there was, I was in a two-shot with her, and right before the director said, action, she turned to me and says, how are my lips? <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and I, you know, I was so astonished that, you know, that's where her attention was. But, you know, like said, you know, and I looked at her and I said, you have two of them. Now, can, we, can, we, can we do this now? <laughs> but, um, yeah, you know, it, it just, I was kind of in my own private Idaho, at least along with my buddy, because uh, we were kind of, you know, uh, kind of joined at the hip. Yeah. So, but uh, one of the um, one of the little people, Tammy Devereaux, um, she was very flirtatious <laughs> towards me, <laughs> and I, I sort of enjoyed her. You know, we would kind of flirt with each other. Yeah. And who she is, and in this very odd costume and all that, and uh, she was so sweet. You know. It's uh, anyway. Yeah, I was kind of. I don't know. I got. I got. I think I just saw the play Doonesbury in New York. And, you know, there's a character based on Hunter S. Thompson. And, you know, Hunter usually wore sunglasses, you know, probably, mm -hmm. to, you know, hide his red eyes <laughs> because he's stoned <laughs> all the time. And I thought, you know, I like that. I want to, that's kind of Mike. He's just, he can observe without, you know, at least overtly looking stoned. You yeah. know, you can hide behind this, the glasses. <laughs> and, um, and of course, Charlie Band hated it. <laughs> you know, he said, oh, that's two Blues Brothers, man. You know, I, I really wish he wouldn't wear them. Went, you know, I, I'm sorry. It's just so vital to my character. <laughs> so, I don't know. Um, he, he was not happy about that. Was Charlie around a lot? Um... Not not too much. His uh, I guess it was his wife. Or may, I don't Deborah. know if they were married at the time, but she uh, I think she was one of the producers as well, and she was kind of his spy, I think, at the time. <laughs> <laughs> do you uh, do you remember what the feeling was like on set when production shut down, and did that affect you at all? Yeah, you know what? I'm I might have this confused with another movie, but uh, I don't. I'm wondering if it was. Goonies, but I, uh, they wanted to bring me back for just shooting like some pickup scene. And, um, 
And, you know, I had already been wrapped in all that. And they were begging me. Now, like I said, I could have this wrong. I'm not sure if it was released (laughs) for another low-budget film. But I said, okay, but, you know, the money better be there in cash because I'm I'm breaking really a nasty, you know, SAG rule that I don't feel right about, but I want to help you guys out. Um, Yeah. Anyway, we shot it, and then uh, I was waiting and waiting. Nobody with the cash, so I, <laughs> I took a uh, a walkie-talkie from a production assistant back then. You know they used walkie-talkies, and mm-hmm. um, and they were expensive. And I said, <laughs> "Well, I'm holding this walkie-talkie hostage <laughs> until I get paid." So, and then sure enough, within a half hour. Uh, they came with the money. There you go. Here's your lucky button. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it's tough. It's tough making a movie. And, you know, especially the little bunch of ones. It's just really rob, robbing Peter to pay Paul just, you know, to get it done. And I'm sympathetic to that. But it's like, yeah. you know, but, you know, when you're... There's unions involved, and you know that's why we have unions. You gotta, you know, keep everything on the up and up. And uh, so, how, how did you find sort of working with the Ghoulie puppets, uh, and sort of the effects in general? And what was your sort of first impressions when you saw the Ghoulies for the first time? I didn't have any contact with them until the <laughs> it's the very last scene, and uh, and I'm in the back seat, and there's there's two large puppeteers with with uh, the puppets on their hands and we're yeah. <laughs> trying to find room so we can all fit in there and make it look natural. You know, I I was concerned because to me they, they looked a little greasy. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, once it was all put together and everything, I thought they were hilarious. And uh, But Basically, my real interaction was with uh, the little people. I, I'm yeah. sorry, I don't know what to call them. They're they're not little demonettes. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think they're supposed to be familiars, but um, it's not it's not abundantly clear. Yeah, yeah, um, little demons. I don't know, um, but they were cool. And like I said, I was having a wonderful time flirting with Candy. Yeah. <laughs> well, sadly, you didn't get the chance to reprise the role of Mike in Ghoulies 2, but um, uh, the original script did actually feature your character. Oh, really? I'm not, I'm not sure if anyone ever approached you whilst it was being, uh, you know, written. Now, now, did did Charlie produce that as well? Yeah. Oh well, I think I think it was the sunglass issue. <laughs> <laughs> he, he probably never forgave me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh well, oh, ostracized by wardrobe. <laughs> oh man. When obviously Goody's became such like a cult success, um, did that surprise you, or did you think there was a general feeling that the film would do so well? Well, yeah, I guess I'm, I'm pretty much always surprised when things go well, except for Twister. I just kind of knew that, you know, with Spielberg and um. Jan de Bon is, is really a, a wonderful cinematographer, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, I thought, well, you know, this is this is gonna do really well. <laughs> I was I wasn't concerned about that, but every, everything else is like even past times that I thought, you know, was so much fun on that. I was I was 
I'm surprised how uh, that really packed them in, and it's endured. You know, yes. another generation uh, appreciating it, and so that that's kind of cool. Well, you you were recently interviewed for two documentaries, uh, I think from Gary Smart, the the Robo Doc and Police Academy. Was was that good fun, kind of revisiting, you know, the, the, those classics along with some other cast members? Well, yes, but I I'm I don't know. Uh, I think I was <laughs> as I am now. Um, I'm frustrated because uh, I'm much better when I can write the answers. <laughs> <laughs> but especially on film, you know, it's being taped. I thought, oh God, this sounds inane and all that. Um, you know, it's been a while, and uh, you know, sometimes it's hard to recall. And so, I don't know. I hem and I haw too much, and so. But I was happy to be a part of it. I'm just, you know, frustrated in my own inarticulousness. Uh, we've all been there. But does that mean you don't watch uh, your movies back again? Um, no, uh, unless you know, unless it's on TV, and I'm walking to the room, and there it is. I might uh, revisit it <laughs> for a little bit. You know, I don't want to get tired of them. You know, mm. and, uh, so it's almost like when you, you when you have a great song that you like, and it's like, well, I don't want to play it too much because then I'll be sick of it. I'm I'm very susceptible to that <laughs> logic, and you know, you're you're always focused on hopefully what the next job's going to be, and. Mm. Uh, you know, it's it's just strange to. Uh, I had a little bit of momentum way back in the '80s, and and now it's like, wow, it just seems like a whole lifetime ago, and I and I feel like I don't even recognize who I was back then. You know, it's very strange. Well, I'm kind I'm kind of thinking, seeing as you work with Amy Heckerling five times in 30 years, uh, another Thompson Heckerling project is kind of due. So do you think that'll happen? <laughs> yeah, uh, God, I hope so. I mean, she's, <laughs> she's really wonderful to work with. And um, and I've said this in interviews before, and, you know, plagiarizing myself. But, um, you know, she makes it so like she's she's your, your girlfriend and you want to impress her. You know, it's like you're, you know, you're playing baseball or something and you want, you want to hit that home run for her. <laughs> it's that kind of feeling. It's like, this is for you, Amy. You know, and um, so uh, yeah, she she's terrific, and and once again she she stand but she stands back and wants to see what you got. You know, what are you gonna do? Um, you know, need be there'll be adjustments, but uh, she really likes actors, and I think she uh, she's kind of excited to be able to watch. And and see what happens, and hopefully it's magic. Because <laughs> you know? that's all we're trying to do, you know. We want to create magic. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought we'd wrap up, Scott, with a couple of questions. Uh, we 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 said that you were going to be on uh, on the podcast, so we uh, we opened up for uh, fans on the Facebook group. So um, uh, let, let's do two questions, Paul. Do you want to do the first one? I'll do the second. Sure. So the first one comes from uh, Vermilion Phoenix. Uh, so, did you learn to break dance, or did you know how? Did you know how to do it already? <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, that really wasn't true break dancing, and you know, I was tempted to actually 
hire somebody to teach me the moves and all that. And I'm like, you know what? No, because then it's gonna, I'm just gonna go for the stone guy at the party is showing yeah. off. <laughs> and, you know, he's, he's gonna throw him, he's fully committed to it. And especially at look, looking like an ass. <laughs> and, um, so I don't know. I think I achieved that part. <laughs> yeah. You I consider... mean, just, you know, it, it was big at the time. And, yeah. uh, so I just kind of realized, okay, I'll, I'll try to do versions of what I think it is. And, and I specifically asked the prop man to, uh, load my jacket filled with like rolled joints and pills and everything yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I don't know if anyone really catches that but I thought well yeah, yeah. you know if it happens it happens you know just have you know my pharmacy fall out on the floor <laughs> yeah. you know? I, I guess you never suggested to break dance in the blue oyster rather than the ballroom dancing well that's <laughs> right you know it. Uh, <laughs> you know because like, you have to be partnered <laughs> with Sweaty big guys in leather. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kit Stoker asks, what are some of your favorite horror movies? Oh, Kit, um, that's a damn good question. Um, you know, I kind of gravitate to more psychological horror. Um, like the first Haunting of Hill House with uh, Julie Harris and Claire Bloom. That really messed me up as a kid <laughs> you know because it was more you know um the house was playing mind games especially on the one puritan um and what else um well you know psycho i i consider you know one of the greatest horror films you know oh, yeah. some people say it's it's suspense it's a thrill mm-hmm. you know you know, it's really kind of horrific. <laughs> and um, and uh, what else? Um, there's so many. And uh, the Evil Dead was so much fun. Mm-hmm. And I, I love the way Sam Raimi uh, uh, moved the camera around. That was very innovative, you know, at the time. Yeah, and there's probably dozens more. And Shining, of course. You know, and that, like I said, it's 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 more of the I, I think people going mad is more disturbing than just slashers coming out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm kind of jaded because I've been in a few and it's like, okay, you know, bring out the fake blood and, you know, and whatever. And uh, so I, I'm, I'm kind of jaded that way. It's it's the psychological ones that are, are more disturbing to me. Well, um, it's it. honestly, Scott, it's, it's always an absolute pleasure to speak with you. And I'm so glad that you uh, had some time to come on the show. My pleasure. How cool was Scott? Very cool. Very cool. I loved it. That was amazing. What a fantastic first guest to have for us as well. Yeah. To be fair, we're pretty lucky in the sense of uh, people yeah. actually want to be involved in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, and I who really better that. than Mike? No, there's no one cooler. Well, there is. There's Dick. No but, one cooler. You know. <laughs> yeah. In real life, there's no one cooler than Scott Thompson. Um. Oh, okay, I'll tell you yeah. what he didn't talk about. He didn't talk about the fact that he does actually sign autographs and things online. You got a video message for him. For him? From him. From him. Yeah, well, that was really cool. So obviously with everything that's happened, 
over the year, conventions are kind of suffered a bit haven't they so this was an online virtual convention um, which sounds complicated it was actually very simple it was literally a facebook group you had to join um and there was a you got you, there was scott was virtually there he did a, a facebook live video and you could ask him whatever you wanted he was on for about was it 15 minutes 15 20 minutes i think yeah um and it was really cool. But from that, you could uh, get autographs as well. And you just had to go through abconventionagent.com. That's, that's the website. Or you could email them at andy at abconventionagent.com. Uh, and you, could get, you can get autographs from him. And you can also get video messages. So like you said, I opted for a video message along with an autograph. Mm. And I did check first. But very coolly, as Scott is, he did a nice little shout out for Little Rubber Monsters, my Facebook page. So mm -hmm. yeah, no qualms about it. He did a really cool shout out for Little Rubber Monsters. Even asked me what I wanted him to say. I was kind of like, be yourself. And uh, if you could uh, do a line from the film, great. And he did do a line from the film um, from when he does his break dance and then falls on his head. And it was, uh, ow, I think I broke my head. And he did that for me. And he even had some little, uh, even had some little goodies heads, wasn't it, on, on wooden sticks. He even played them on the screen. So it was really cool. Very, very cool. And he was very happy to do it. So I was very happy. So, yeah, I definitely recommend getting a video message if you can. It doesn't have to be to yourself. It can be to someone else, obviously. But, yeah, he, he's up for it. And he's a good laugh. Uh, yeah, so definitely worth it. He does seem like he's up for anything. Yeah, definitely, which is really cool. He's very much like his character in the film to me, it seems. <laughs> it's like a real life, real life Mike. <laughs> well, <laughs> that about wraps up this episode. Thank you so much for listening. You can join the discussion on the Ghoulies Unflushed Facebook group. Uh, follow Ghoulies Unflushed on Twitter and Instagram. And follow yep. Little Rubber Monsters on Facebook and Instagram. Are you anywhere else apart from Facebook and Instagram? Uh no, I'm just Facebooking it. Oh no, I no, I, that's a lie. I do have a YouTube channel. Um, I don't use it too much, but I've got a few videos on there. But yeah, I, I might put some more in there in the future. Why not? Uh, but yeah, mostly Facebook and Instagram. Yeah, but Little Rubber Monsters is very easy to find. As yeah, is Goody's exactly. Unflushed. And if you want to email us direct, you can do at unflushed at yahoo.com. Fantastic. See you next time. Thank you very much. Goodbye.